Hey everyone, welcome to Sick in the City, where Amanda and Mel, two sick chicks spilling the tea on chronic illness. The episode today is all about toxic chemicals in our products. We're going to talk about clean products, how the toxins that are in our environment are affecting us, and it's going to be a really fun episode. And I'm just so excited to see your face bright and early today. What's going on, Mel? We've been waiting to do this episode for like months. It feels like we've been talking about doing this. So I'm really excited. I feel like I have the longest episode notes we've ever had. (laughs) No. Okay. In a good way. Right. Like, I mean, there's a lot of information we want to cover, but I mean, I also know this week's been kind of crazy for both of us and you did me a real solid this week, uh, with some remote kinesiology acupressure. Yes. Let's, let's talk about that. It's so funny. I I love having practitioner friends because I feel like we get to use each other as case studies kind of in a way. And I, you know, we always are running things by each other and because it's so difficult as I think human beings, but especially as health practitioners to see ourselves. So it's really fun to be able to crack different mysteries about what's going on in each other's bodies. So you came to me not feeling good, having brain fog, having all different kinds of issues. And I was like, let's do a virtual kinesiology session. I'm like, are you open to doing muscle <laughs> testing via the computer? I was open. I've, I had never done it. And I'll be honest, I've always been very like skeptical about it. Cause I'm like, how can you like read my energy? like through a screen, you know, I've always yeah. been like so confused about it, but I mean, I like felt it. Like I totally was like, yeah, this is real. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a wild, it's always been. And I think I said this to you at the end of our session, it's always been a little bit of a hard sell for me to talk about the virtual kinesiology because I don't hundred percent know how it works. It's really this sort of quantum physics energy situation where I'm tapping into your energy and testing you. And then you're doing the acupressure to yourself. And I, so I don't know exactly how it works, but I know that it works because when I'm testing you versus testing myself, there's different things coming up and that's how I know that it's different. So I sort of tap into your energy and then actually at the end, I have to disconnect and we forgot to do that. And so after I didn't tell you this, afterwards I was like, Oh my God, I didn't disconnect. So then I had to like visualize like you and your energy and kind of like cut the cord because I want to make sure that I'm not taking your stuff with me when I go, which is like just a very woo thing, but, but very serious, you know, I don't want to be like messing with your energy when we're not like connected like that. So that's so funny. You know, what that reminds me of is, um, vampire diaries when Bonnie, the witch, like taps into that other witch's like energy to do her spells in like season one (laughs) I'm like just that's like where I am in the show and she like she connects with him and like takes his energy to do her like witchy spells from a yes yes (laughs) exactly so I'm basically testing your energy within my energy field it's it's something it's really cool but it was legit yeah I mean unfortunately I was just feeling really not good. Like over the weekend into like Monday, Tuesday, all of a sudden I felt like I had this wall up between like my brain and my body. And I had this intense brain fog to the point where 
it was honestly reminding me of some of the earlier times in my healing journey, because I, it's really hard to like, keep up with social conversation. Like when I was with my boyfriend and my sister and both of them were talking and they were talking like quickly and, you know, socially. And I was like looking at my boyfriend, looking at my sister. And it's like, I can't keep up with conversation. The brain fog was just like, Oh, and so it makes you feel, um, you know, disconnected because it's hard to keep up with that fast pace, like small talk and stuff like that. But I just all in all felt exhausted. And so I knew something was off and I'm like, either I've been exposed to something or, you know, I just, I went to a concert last Friday, um, (laughs) which was so fun. I went to see Madison beer at, uh, in new Haven on Yale's campus. And we didn't know it was at Yale until we got there. And there was the longest line of college students I've ever seen. And let me tell you, everyone (laughs) wears high-waisted mom jeans and crop top tank top and t-shirts. Everyone. Everyone. That's the style. I mean, it is Gen Z situation, but I like, don't remember. I'm like trying to think back about what exactly like was the trend that everyone wore when I was in college, because I think it was just like oversized long sleeve t-shirts and, and leggings and like a layered. I, my college style was like layered tank tops yeah. wearing more than one tank top, long necklaces. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then it would be like leggings. It would be like long layered tank tops over leggings with like Uggs. Yeah. (laughs) Like Uggs or ballet slipper shoes, which never worked for me because I am so short. And then like, and then like necklaces, that was the style. It never, oh my God. No, I mean, I'm like, this is a great style. Like would I have ever been able to pull this, this off in college? Like absolutely not. So I'm really glad that was not the trend when I was there, but I was jumping around. I was dancing. I was singing. It was a really fun night. And and I just did not feel well afterward. We were up really late. And the next day I felt like I got hit by a freaking bus. And I just kind of felt like maybe I needed an adjustment from a chiropractor or Mm -hmm. something, but the normal chiropractor kinesiologist I typically go see was closed this entire week. And I knew I could not go on another day feeling like this. So Amanda was like, let's do some muscle testing. And it was so cool. Cause you like were able to kind of figure out which meridians were blocked. And you said I was like neurologically switched, which mm-hmm. I would love for you to kind of explain what that means to everybody. Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways that you can switch and it's really a switching of the left and right side of your brain, essentially, like it's definitely like an energetic thing. And what happens when people are switched, they get brain fog, they mix words up, they mix numbers up. Like it's sort of this little bit of like dyslexia. Like you'll be saying something, but you say the wrong thing. That's usually assigned to me as a practitioner that somebody is switched and it's a relatively easy test and easy fix. And we tested through your kidney 27s, which are these two acupressure points that are right below your collarbone. And it was interesting too, because you were tender there, which is also is another sign to me that is usually one that you have to kind of clear out. Mm-hmm. And your K27s are your acupressure mm-hmm. point that controls sort of your energy. So it's like one that I would tell people to do at 3 PM when they're in a slump, you know, or in the morning to bring energy. And so I could tell that there was something going on there. So we fixed that. And by pressing those points and we tested those. So 
Yeah. I mean, that's, that's sort of what I think was going on. And then we, you had a couple of other meridians and organs that were out of whack too, which I think, you know, because you had other symptoms too, right? Yeah. It was just fatigue, brain fog, and a little bit of like dizziness. Like I felt like, I felt like I was really off balance, um, which used to happen to me a lot when I was first really sick. So, I mean, I know that there are so many people that deal with like neurological, you know, like fatigue and Mm -hmm. just spaciness and feeling like out of body. And so that's kind of what was going on with me. And it was just so nice. And you gave me a couple little activities to do that. I like run my, run my meridians, my small intestine and like my triple warmer were the ones that were kind of off. But I mean, I was also able to tell she tested for a couple like hormones and a couple of food sensitivities and just things that were kind of like my body wasn't agreeing with at the time. And so we also kind of figured out I was pretty high in like estrogen, which is something mm-hmm. we're going to talk a lot about in this episode, which I'm excited about. But uh, I've also been kind of having a sensitivity <laughs> and I've been eating too much sugar to be honest. And like, yes. no, it's not good for me. Okay. But I went like six years without being able to even eat like fruit. Okay. So I'm to the point where like I had fruit, it was great. I did well. My blood sugar is good. And I'm like, you know, time to experiment. And so I'm in that chapter of my healing, but I've been overdoing it, obviously, like my body's not agreeing with it. So what better time than, you know, post Halloween to get my shit together. So I mean, and so is everyone, right? (laughs) I mean, you know, a little bit of sugar is fine. I definitely am guilty of it as well. I use sugar when I bake, you know, things sometimes I don't always follow all the rules essentially, which is just part of living. And Mm -hmm. to your point, part of healing, because it's, you have to reintroduce things. You have to live a normal life. And so, you know, sometimes we overdo it and then we reel ourselves back in. And like I said to you during the session, I mean, it, it helps to just have somebody say it to you sometimes, like, you know, that it's the sugar, but you need to be told. And in terms of the estrogen, I don't think either one of us were surprised at all because you had been having some menstrual things going on, um, as well. And that usually to me is, is estrogen related and estrogen is one that most frequently, I would say people are estrogen dominant. That's one that goes up. And that is because of its reaction to toxins in the environment, which Mm -hmm. we'll talk about today, but estrogen is really probably the most affected by toxic products and and toxic environment. Yeah. And some of those things I was experiencing, not just like hair loss, but I was getting a lot of like hormonal acne, you know, near my chin and like around my lips. And I have been dealing with some like breasts, like tenderness and swelling and just to the point where I'm like, okay, what is going on? You know, just things that aren't always normal. So it was nice to get that like clarity and I might, you know, change a few things in my diet and like add a couple supplements just to try and clear that out. Like Amanda has in the past, but all in all, I think it's a really great time, you know, that we got to have this experience because it also is just a great reminder that like, you know, Amanda's taking on clients to do this. If, if anyone is ever interested and, and I know you kind of have some interesting news to discuss (laughs) to the people. (laughs) Yes, I, I do. I've had a pretty wild two weeks. I was also struggling with some issues with, with my health, which with chronic illness, always up and down. No, don't always know exactly what causes things to 
go out of whack. Um, but last week I definitely had a little bit of a rough one myself and I essentially decided to part ways with the company (laughs) that I, I was working at. Um, I say part ways, but you know, I think I just made a decision once again for, for my health. And, you know, I think we're in this time right now that they're calling the great resignation and it's because people are valuing their health and their relationships with their families over being at companies. And I think it's okay for things to not work out sometimes, but it's really given me a lot of thought in terms of what I want to do. And I have been for a long time saying that I didn't want to take on new clients in terms of nutrition and kinesiology and all these different things. And now I've decided to open myself back up to taking on clients and the clients are coming. It's, it's incredible. I'm so glad to be able to help people. And, you know, now in my practice, I specialize in women's health. So hormones and fertility, helping women get pregnant. I think these are things that I I just find to be super important. So you know, as much as anything with health, right. But like, these are the things that I'm really, I'm really passionate about right now. So I'm really excited to be able to help as many women as possible get healthy. And that's, and that's where I just want my energy to be going right now. Yeah. It's an exciting and good time to kind of find that inspiration to try and get those goals accomplished that we've wanted to get accomplished this year. I mean, I feel like there's always this big (laughs) end of year, boost of energy to kind of just like accomplish and achieve some of those things you've been trying to do. And I know this is a really, really exciting time for you. I think as you open up your life and your time to doing what you feel like you're meant to do, and and hopefully that'll just really continue to find, you know, success for you in your life in that regard, because it's really scary to make those decisions to like deep dive into the unknown. And it's something I've been dealing with for over a year and it's, it's crazy and it's exciting, but like opportunities just tend to kind of find you when you open up your life to them. So yeah, I'm excited for you. Yeah. It's really, it's really a journey in deciding to sort of surrender to Mm -hmm. the universe and to what the plan is for you and to really not you know, given to, to fear. And I think once we're ready and we decide that we're open to opportunities, I do feel like those opportunities come. And so that's sort of where I'm at. I'm sort of working through this exercise in just having faith and, mm-hmm. you know, not being afraid and and really knowing that this is my purpose and the path that I need to, to walk and, I've been studying nutrition since 2012, 2013, and I have always really cared about it, but I think that now I feel just so strongly connected to this being the right time. And it's taken me a really, really long time to, to get here. Yay. Oh, I'm happy for you. And you know, for the people who will have the opportunity to work with you because it's uh, like, I had, I had a client this week, tell me one of those moments where you like, feel like all of this is worth it. You know, somebody who just really told me that the way I have helped them is just like different than any way anyone has ever helped them to the point where they finally seen improvement 
in so many aspects of their life, um, not just physically, but like emotionally, because this is such an emotional roller coaster. And, and it's, it's really tough to kind of find the right people to walk you through this. And, and you and I have been through it ourselves. So it's just kind of this different passion, you know, of understanding and with like empathy that comes with all of this. And so I'm, I'm just really, really happy, you know, that like, I think also the community will have another practitioner that has had the experience that like you and I have had. So it's, yeah. it's a win-win situation. <laughs> totally. But, totally. Yeah. yeah. I know like in regard to the topic today, which I know is just kind of a, it's a crazy one. I mean, trying to figure out how everything in our life and our environment, I think is one of the top four pillars of health in, in my regard. Like every time I talk to patients about like, okay, what does it take to actually heal? For me, it's always like diet, hydration, stress management, and like the toxic burden in our life. And so kind of balancing and getting all of those together uh, is really important to see improvement. And so this is such a vital step in recovery, in my opinion. And, you know, I'd love to kind of start off talking about just our experience with Mm -hmm. figuring out how products were affecting us and in our home and in our life. Uh, cause I know I had a lot of crazy experiences at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll dive in. Cause I think, you know, this is definitely your arena. I think even more than mine. I mean, I've been sort of dipping my toe in here and there over the years, you know, I, I make a lot of my own stuff for that reason, but yeah, I would love to just hear your experience with dealing with, um, toxic products. Yeah. I, I think the reason mine affected me so much was because at the time I was living in a moldy environment. So my body was already so toxic, you know, that I feel like my system just started really rejecting a lot of things. Um, cause it's like toxic overload girlfriend, like you cannot take any more. So all of a sudden it's like, I had all of these chemical sensitivities that happened just overnight. Um, and I know some of the first that kind of, I noticed the most were, when I was in crowds of people or like on an airplane or in a confined space with anybody that was wearing like heavy perfumes. And I know a lot of people deal with that kind of sensitivity, but for me, it felt like really debilitating. Like I physically would sometimes have to like change my spot in a movie theater or like at a, you know, show like a musical, if I was sitting next to somebody with perfume physically, because I would get like nauseous and So it it just was really annoying going out, trying to deal with that. But it also came with things like my bath and body works candles that were like (laughs) my entire life for the majority of my high school and college years. I just started realizing I was getting like an itchy throat and like dry eyes and like dizziness when I would burn my bath and body works candles in my apartment. And I was like, I could never figure out what it was until I finally kind of learned everything I've learned. But it also kind of came into the laundry detergent. I was using washing my clothes. I kept getting like bad irritation, um, you know, (laughs) in my, what's like a nice way to say my vagina (laughs) in Um, my crotch, (laughs) in my like specifically, I realized downstairs mix up. Vagine. <laughs> I realized that like my underwear, my underwear was giving me like a lot of really bad. Oh, that's not yeah. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why 
does my crotch hurt all the time, you know? And I finally like changed my laundry detergent and like the irritation went away. So then it kind of got to the point where I tried to find a soap that I could use like on my body that wouldn't give me rashes. Like I used to use I, what I thought was like a really good quality, like goat milk soap type of thing. Like I was literally the, like two ingredients in the entire product. And I used to get this intense rash, like all over my stomach from different soaps, my stomach. I don't know why, but like just my stomach. And I finally started using like Dr. Bronner's unscented soap and like nothing bad happened. But I think like one of the worst ones was my makeup. My eyes used to start getting really, really watery and like itchy throughout the day. And I started realizing it was like my mascara and my eyeliner and some of my lipsticks, my, um, this really great quality lipstick that I, I loved. I think honestly, it was like either Mac or, um, I don't even remember, but I used to get this really bad rash. It was on, that was over, you know, a course of like a year and a half at the beginning of all of my health stuff, but it was just a steady decline. (laughs) So at that point I was like, you know, I think I just need to go 100% non-toxic and that's the way I'm going to have to go. And I started finding products that worked and I started doing research about all of the chemicals and additives that were in American products um, because the FDA does not regulate skincare and beauty brands in the country. And there's over like 1300 chemicals, which are banned in other countries like Europe that America allows, which contribute to hormonal imbalance, but also heavy metal toxicity and just toxicity in general. So it was really overwhelming to like kind of start piecing all of that stuff together that these products I've been using my entire life could have been contributing to a lot of my health issues. That's it's crazy. It just, to me, it's, it's such a insane situation because we are consuming these things all the time. Like we think that consumption is really just what we eat, but it's not, it's what we put on our skin. It's what we put it, our laundry detergent, all that stuff. So we're in contact with it 24 seven. And that's, what's so crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, just that this isn't something we're ever educated on, you know, I I think it's something I've had to learn myself over time and do the research about. And so I know like specifically something I just kind of wanted to talk about before we dove into all of this is my like association with the makeup company, beauty counter, which is the only company I was able to kind of use at the beginning of all of this. Finally, when I realized that there was an entire makeup line and like skincare line that was completely 100% like toxin free. They ban over 1800 chemicals in their products. And I was like, wow, oh my God. Like, so I can use any of this and not have any health issues. That is unreal. Amazing. And so I just kind of bit the bullet. I bought everything and it's been what I've used pretty much for the entirety of like the last (laughs) eight years of my life, because anything else I use would just cause really bad, like symptoms and irritations. And so I finally like decided I was just going to become a consultant with them because I talk about it all the time anyway. And so, and I get a discount myself by like selling it. So it's really nice for me because I use it all the time. So if anybody's ever been thinking about like trying beauty counter, they have awesome makeup. That's completely talk free. Talk is one of those ingredients that really contributes to heavy metal toxicity and So all their products are really, really like, you know, still pigmented, which is so nice because there's a lot of natural beauty brands that just don't have high quality 
products. Um, but they have really awesome, like this resurfacing skin peel that I use every other night that kind of keeps my skin looking, um, even skin toned and like, you know, avoids a lot of breakouts and things like that. But I know this is a really, really kind of great time to dive into beauty counter because they just launched all of their holiday line products. And Yay. it's just so it's so fun. Cause like everything, all their products this time of year are flavored with like organic vanilla bean and essential oil, like peppermints. And so all these things that kind of feel like the holidays. And I have a bunch of their makeups that were uh, like they use peppermint essential oil in. So you like put on their lipsticks and it feels like peppermint, like on your, you know, like Christmas in your mouth. I know. I can't believe it's already (laughs) that time of year. Honestly, it's really overwhelming, but yeah, if any of you guys are ever kind of curious about beauty counter, um, a really great opportunity to kind of buy gifts and stuff, they have a 20% off first time buyer deal that's going on, uh, I think till the end of like next month. So it's just a good time to kind of try it if you're thinking about it, but I know if you're ever curious, you can DM me, but you can also shop with me through beautycounter.com slash Melanie Shafranek. So there's a link in my bio if you're ever curious, but we'll kind of go into the details of all of like the chemicals and everything that kind of are in other products that you guys should look out for because it's, it's kind of crazy. And so what would you say, like, what is in this stuff that's causing some of these issues? So I know you mentioned talk, but like what else is going on? I know there's the toxic 20. How do people spot these toxins? Like, what are the, the names? Do you know? Oh yeah. So, okay. I wrote wrote down a bunch. I actually had to look at pronunciations because who knows how the heck to pronunciate these things. Um, but if you have not heard of a website called ewg.org, that is the number one place to kind of look for and figure out the quality of your products. But also, I mean, they're the people that come out with the, the dirty dozen organic produce list every year. And they actually have a great resource on their site as well, where you can look up your city's tap water. Like you can specifically research your zip code and figure out what kind of like chemicals or or products are added to your city's tap water that you're consuming if you're not using a water filter in your home. So EWG is like one of my favorite websites ever, but they actually have an app you can download on your phone where you can scan different products in the store. Like if you're going to Walgreens, you're out of laundry detergent, you're like, which one's going to be the least toxic? Um, You can scan it in their app and it'll give you kind of like a score or a rating to figure out like, you know, what chemicals are in them and there's lists and it tells you everything. But I know for them, they come out with this list called the toxic 20 every year, which are additives and things that are in everyday products that you should just keep an eye out for things that could be causing health issues. And some of them include parabens, parfum, and artificial fragrance, um, SLS, toluene, phthalates, PEG, which stands for polyethylene glycol, formaldehyde, oxybenzone, which is in a lot of sunscreens diethanolamine, triclosan, um, you know, I mean, these kinds of things are in everything. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like you can look on the back of so many products in the stores and you will see SLS, which is like the sodium lauryl sulfate, which is kind of the thing that makes soap sudsy, like (laughs) SLS. I mean, it's in everything. And so there's kind of a lot of information just about, you know, what these things do to us, but where to find them in your home is something that I think is important, but plastics are a really big thing, like with, um, uh, mm-hmm. BPAs. And yes. so I know like 
that stuff can just seep into your body and contribute to toxicity, toxicity. If you're like heating up your food in plastic Tupperware and keeping, even just like keeping them in plastic, anything in your fridge, um, the BPAs can kind of like sink into your food and you're eating that stuff. And so, I mean, I did the whole switch over to glassware, you know, years ago, but things like makeup, skincare, shampoo and conditioner, even soap, cleaning wipes, laundry detergent, dish soap, air fresheners, candles, perfume, and unfiltered water are kind of like the top things in the home to look out for. But I know specifically like phthalates are something that I, I think most skincare and products now say like phthalate free, like phthalate right, free. Right. their branding and stuff like that. And, and that is one of those things. Um, I know that have been known to cause early puberty in boys and girls, as well as even reduce sperm count in men, which is oh wild. Yikes. Like, but it's in just like so many things. Um, right, right, right. And so it's crazy because that that is kind of like one of the leading endocrine disruptors, which I know like we've kind of talked a little bit about the xenoestrogens, yes. but I'd love for you to kind of yeah. talk about that a little further. Yeah. So the xenoestrogens are pretty wild. <laughs> because xenoestrogens are, they are present in plastic. As you said, they're also present in a lot of our hair care products, laundry detergent. They're also in fragrance. And what xenoestrogens do in terms of disrupting the endocrine system are that they actually get in our bodies and they act like estrogen. So it's fake estrogen essentially. And why that's an issue is because when that comes into our body. And then all of a sudden our estrogen levels go up, then we become dominant in estrogen. And there's a lot of different issues that happen from that because it actually lowers our progesterone. So a lot, there's a lot of symptoms with that in terms of our mental health. It affects our neurotransmitters because estrogen is involved with our neurotransmitters, which means that it affects our sleep. It affects our mood. It also affects our period. So it can cause PMS symptoms like tender breasts and, um, heavy, heavy menstrual bleeding. If you're weepy and crying, you could have an estrogen dominance, right? It's like that, all of that feeling of that kind of PMS feeling, but all the time, another thing that's really, really key with this high estrogen and xenoestrogens is that estrogen, when your estrogen is too high, we hold on to water weight we gain weight. So people that are constantly in consumption of these, you know, estrogens unbeknownst to them, they are usually people that have a hard time losing weight. It's almost like when you are saying, I eat so healthy all the time, but I can't get this weight off or I'm putting on weight. And I don't understand why, because I've never changed anything in my life. That's just a buildup of these, this extra estrogen within the body. And so what I work through with, with people and, and constantly teach in terms of hormone health is that detox is the most important thing because you need to get these extra xenoestrogens out of the body because it totally can mess up your menstrual cycle and just body in, in general. So uh, that's why I think for just the, the endocrine system and just like your hormonal balance, it's so important to be having some of these non-toxic products really. Yeah. And it's, it's like, some people will ask me sometimes like, what's the priority? Like <clears throat> what's the first thing you should try and 
switch out or upgrade. And for me, it's typically water, you know, it's typically water filtration just to make sure yeah. that because water is such an important part about our day to day. And, and we have to have enough of it in order to just be healthy in general. But, but I mean, after that, it's not like there's one specifically that's like the biggest concern. I mean, cause we use all of these things on our skin in our hair mm-hmm. and on our you know, counters and in our home, like every single day. So it's kind of just like writing a list and just taking one thing at a time, you know, whether it's that you burn candles in your house every day, all day, maybe that's the first one, you know? Right, right, right. Um, But specifically like fragrance, like hidden fragrance and products can contain a lot of PFAs and PFCs. Um, They're in a lot of water repellent products like waterproof mascara, sunscreen and hair care products. But Mm -hmm. they've been linked to things like cancer, thyroid disease, and reducing the effectiveness of vaccines. Like Mm -hmm. are just so, you know, it's just crazy that things like that can affect the body in that way. But right. I mean, it, it makes a difference and like, you know, buying things that are a little bit harder to find can be that much more important, you know, in longevity of life. But I think just, you know, kind of going down a list of some of the other things that are in our products, um, like formaldehyde and talc, talc is in a Mm -hmm. lot of like beauty makeup products. Um, but they act like carcinogens in the body, like even contributing to diseases like lung cancer. I mean, carcinogens, like, you know, every time I feel like I hear carcinogens, I think of like (laughs) cigarettes, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's in so many things. I mean, when I hear formaldehyde, I think of embalming dead bodies, (laughs) right? Right. Like that's so insane. It's, it's really scary. And I think especially to the symptoms that all these things cause, because it isn't always so easy to spot. I think these things sort of come up kind of slow or there are symptoms that are happening and you think that a it's normal or b something else entirely headaches for one. I think, I think brain fog is another one rashes, itchy skin hives. What are, what are some other symptoms of toxicity that you've found, um, in working with clients? I mean, weight gain is definitely one of them. I mean, if, if you feel like you, the only thing you've done differently is like move to a new place or like, Mm -hmm. you know, and all of a sudden you have this gain, like weight gain that you can't get off. Um, no matter what you do, like, that's just kind of a, telltale sign of toxicity because the reason that happens is that like our liver is so overrun with toxicity to the point where it can't fully detox everything that you're taking in every day. So the body just starts storing toxicity in your fat cells to the point where you gain weight and it's really hard to get off. And so like, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm still kind of dealing with the aftermath living in a moldy environment for five years and yeah. I mean, it didn't come on like quickly. It was kind of just like over the course of five years, my body just like naturally put on more weight. And so it sneaks up on you. And then no matter what you do, it's like so hard to get that weight. It takes a long, it takes a long time. I, I lived it for so, so many years where I just could not, no matter how hard I worked out, no matter what I did, what diet I did, I could not get the weight off. And the weight didn't really come off until I started 
to detox. And it does take a really long time. And it's so funny because I had so many people shocked that I had lost weight. And to me, it was like, this is my natural body. Like I'm not doing anything in terms of the way that I eat. This is, Mm -hmm. this is my body. I'm not on some crazy diet. It's just that my body was hiding under all this toxic weight for so long and getting, finally getting that out of my body. Like it's like my body went back to balance. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And it takes a natural, your natural state. I mean, yeah, like the, the body inevitably is meant to be healthy. I mean, we have what it takes to be a healthy human, no matter like what our genetics are, you know, like no matter what kind of trauma, like we've been through, like our bodies, if we give it the right tools and remove the problems can heal and is very capable of being very healthy. Like anyone can achieve like health in the way that they want to. It just kind of comes down to like knowing what you need to do and change in order to get there. So, I mean, this is such a valuable lesson, I think in regard to just recovery in general, because I mean, I know I've worked with a lot of clients already at this doctor's office that have heavy metal toxicity that deal with parabens. And, and we test for those things. If we notice some of those weird, strange, like symptoms that couldn't possibly be coming from anywhere else. Yeah. Um, especially for those people who like eat a really, really clean diet and like have an active exercise routine and like are doing everything right already. Okay. So what's that last puzzle piece that is kind of like waiting to fall in place to help you get to where you want to be. And so I think that's why sometimes like these products are worth it to spend extra money on, you know, or a little extra effort on because it does play a huge, huge role in just being a healthy human. Yeah. It's, and it's why people, that's why we encourage people to buy organic, even though it is more expensive. It's, it's why, I would also say to make sure to listen to our detox episode on how to get the stuff out of your body. Cause I think that's also a really good place to start because you know, it's what you're consuming, but it's also, you know, it's getting things out of the body and then replenishing with things that are good. So I think let's, let's definitely talk about some of our favorite non-toxic brands. So definitely beauty counter for makeup and beauty products. I also was telling you earlier that I really like native. I use native deodorant. I always have natural deodorant. There's, I would say a little bit of a learning curve. I've been using it now for probably about five years in the beginning. I was smelly AF. I liked it. I thought it was like raw and sexy. Um, I don't know why I like loved it. Yeah. Primal. Like, uh, like uh, I loved it. Um, my significant other did not, but it takes a little while because your body has to like get out all of the chemicals from regular deodorant. And then now it's totally normal. You know, it's now it works like regular deodorant for me. So that's the brand that I really like. And then I just recently started using their body wash, and I love it. I, I just, I think their products are really great. Um, so that's one for me. What about cleaning products? What do you like for cleaning products? I mean, I use a lot of Dr. Bronner's, um, but I, I know branch basics are some really fantastic vinegar cleaners that I use. Um, 
and everything is naturally scented with like essential oils and things like that. But I mean, these kind of things are so easy to make too, which is so interesting. Um, but I mean, I, you know, sometimes I feel like if I make it myself, is it really like doing the job? So (laughs) I know for me mentally, sometimes it feels better to buy these things. Um, but, uh, I I think that was also a really good note about the deodorant because so many deodorants are like antiperspirants, right. Which Mm -hmm. kind of seal all the juices, if you know what I mean, which in turn kind of seals this really, really important like aspect of detoxification, which is sweating, you know, we're meant Mm -hmm. to sweat. And I always used to brag when I was younger that like, I didn't sweat very much. Um, like it was just, I never had like pit stains or anything. Even when I worked out, I like really didn't. Yes. But that's also because you have the scurf room on your eye, which we've talked about before. Right. Yes. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. You're naturally not a sweater. Neither Uh, am I. Yeah. Which is very nice, but it's not, (laughs) I mean, like you're supposed to sweat. Like you're naturally, but you're meant, we're meant to sweat, you know, like that's a way we get toxins out of our body. So in general, like antiperspirants really are not what you're supposed to do. And I mean, if you give your body time to kind of flush those things out, um, you know, you're not going to smell as bad. Like I, but it also kind of contributes to, if you do smell bad, like there's probably something like going on, you know, (laughs) like there's probably internal infection, which you need to deal with and gut imbalance. And so everything is a sign, you know, you have to take these things that your body's trying to tell you and like understand what it wants to do. So that's, you know, a cool thing, but I, I think I use Schmidt's Schmidt's deodorant, but there's also some really great, great products, um, for deodorant out there. There's this one, oh my gosh, what is it called? It's like primal. I think it's primally, primally pure. Yes. There's this one called primally pure that is so good, but it's like $16 for one thing of deodorant. So I've like never really done that forever, but I wish I could. Cause it's so nice. They have this one. That's like an activated charcoal. And I think they use like beef towel in it. Am I crazy? I, I don't know if that sounds right, but like some really, really insane, like high quality wow. products, yes. which, which I would not use because I also just use vegan products. Of course. I would say also one of the, one of the other products that I really like is Sunbum. I use mm-hmm. Sunbum shampoo now. Oh yeah. 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 I use the entire Acure line mm, of yeah, that shampoo really and good conditioner. Too. Yeah. I've used them forever, but I know, um, be, I mean, beauty counter specifically is really great. I think for skincare, they're like my favorite skincare line. Um, their makeups are really great too. And I do really like them, but Jones road is another non-toxic makeup company that was mm-hmm. actually founded by Bobby Brown. And she, my friend, I have a good friend in Kaylee Weir who all I'll link her like makeup website in our episode notes. She's um, a really fantastic makeup artist in New York city. And she's a musical theater performer as well. And she does like non-toxic makeup. Like if you ever need to hire anyone in New York city or like around there, you know, for weddings or events or photo shoots, whatever um, she uses non-toxic beauty, if that's something that you're interested in. And I think it's so nice to like have a resource, like someone like that, because I've always been kind of nervous. Like, how am I going to find somebody to do my makeup? Like if I need something like that, you know, with non-toxic products, but she's really well-educated and she told me about Jones road and their products are like chef's kiss. I mean, they're like next level, non-toxic makeup. So 
I want to dive into that one day. I haven't yeah. had a reason to because I work from home and I don't go anywhere, but one day <laughs> I will dive into that. So yeah, <laughs> something to think about. I, I honestly make a lot of my own stuff. I, I don't sell my skincare anymore, but I still make my own serums and my own toners and things like that. There's so many things that you can do with essential oils, with also just natural mineral oils. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, um, rosehip oil is really good for your skin. That's one of the most healing oils that you could possibly put on your skin. Another thing that I really like is using things like apple cider vinegar, which is really crazy. I used to have that in my toner that I would sell through, through olive and grace. And the thing about it is that it did smell like vinegar, <laughs> but it really, really clears and cleans your skin. Um, another oil that people can use is coconut oil because coconut oil is antimicrobial. It's antibacterial. So that's a really good one that people, people can use. Yeah. I'm a big fan of cocoa kind as well. Their products are really basic, very affordable. Um, they have some really great cleansing oils and toners and things like that. And I use their really cute, uh, like highlighter. That's kind of also like a moisturizer. So it's, uh-huh. it's kind of like a two in one and they use like medicinal mushrooms for some of their like, um, yeah. like shiny products, which is really cool. But I know I get kind of like nerdy when I talk about non-toxic candles too. Cause like that was something that was so important to me and essential oils are great, but like, sometimes you just want the romance of like a good candle in your home. So I did a bunch of research and I actually found like my favorite brand is now blue corn beeswax, which is a really fantastic, like 100% non-toxic candle line that you can actually buy on Amazon too. And they use all essential oils, but the great thing about it is that they use beeswax for the actual candle. And so there's like an added benefit to it because they're like sustainable. And they also, the beeswax specifically, when you burn it, it, it can cleanse the air, which is really fantastic. Cause it actually like, I think it's, they produce like negative or positive ions that like cancel out like bacteria mm-hmm. in the air. So it's really, really nice. Cause it also kind of feels like it's cleansing of sorts. Um, and there's even some like mold candle products you can buy to kind of like cancel out molds in the air as well, which I can, I can link that, um, yeah. in the episode notes as well, if anybody is interested in that, but yeah, I know those are kind cool. of my faves. So, but yeah. I, I wish Olive and Grace was like still around. Cause I'm not going to lie. Your serum was like, my favorite. <laughs> I know. Well, we still secretly sell it if anybody wants some, but cause we still have a <laughs> bunch of inventory. I just, yeah, we had to stop doing markets and things like that just based on the pandemic, but I don't, I, I don't know if it'll ever truly go away. Cause there's some secret cult followers that we have. I know my mom texted me the other day and was like, I sold some serum. I'm like, okay, the business closed <laughs> down, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I also had originally Olive and Grace was candles. And so I used to use coconut wax and beeswax mixed together. Uh, so oh. I still have some of those candles. I, Shut up. You never I know. told me that. Oh yeah. I have a bunch of candles that I used to make. I am, I don't even know what it is. I'm like a Susie homemaker. I make all my own <laughs> stuff. I mean, that's the best yeah. way to do it. This is the most affordable, yeah. like, and it's yeah. fun. So it is, it is fun. And I feel good about what's in what I'm using. Cause I know what's in it, you know? And so I, I just think overall the, the best thing that we can do is 
just start. I I think it's overwhelming to think that you're going to overhaul every single thing. You know, last year I really went through this whole process of one thing at a time, you know, from toothpaste to house cleaning stuff to laundry detergent. I think just one thing starting there, I think is a really good place to start. I don't think it's reasonable to think that people are going to totally change their entire lives in a, in a second, but it's something to work on for sure. Yeah. It took me years. I mean, years. I, I know one thing, you know, just kind of starting to get familiar and educated with, with the chemical names, you know, and understanding what they are and, and just downloading EWG on your phone, they have an app. And so it's just a good first step, but yeah, I mean, just kind of starting to get curious and like paying attention to be honest, like just yeah. seeing, you know, how does your skin feel? How does your hair feel? Like how, you know, nail polish or hair dye, like things that we don't realize we use all the time, like in, could it be affecting you? It's just kind of those questions you kind of have to start thinking about and considering because they definitely could be contributing to things you don't even realize like anxiety. And, you know, so it's just, there's always more we can do if we have symptoms. And that, so I think yeah. that that's, kind of like the most important lesson to me is like, what else can I do? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. I'm with you. And speaking of toxic, I think we are ready to talk hot goss. Yes. Okay. Where there's not much today because we totally (laughs) went crazy with hot goss last episode, but, but I mean, the bachelorette did start last week, so that's definitely something to discuss, but, um, it is. I got a hilarious text from you last night that was like, I don't know if I'm going to really be that don't interested. You know why I texted you two days after I watched it, by the way, I was just like, I'm thinking about it. Well, because I was going back and forth between watching that and Vanderpump Rules, which I know you aren't a Bravo person, but I wasn't feeling sure about whether or not I was going to watch Vanderpump either. And then I got sucked in. I was flipping back and forth between that and Bachelorette. And I was very bored by Bachelorette. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to watch this this season because it's not grabbing me, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, after just after last season with Katie and like how everything went down with like Blake and Greg and like her and Blake just announced that they've that they're right. broken up and I'm just I, like, ugh, I know it's yeah, not real. It's all I'm just so bullshit. I'm over tired it. Tired of it. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. I realized something was up when I waited like three days to watch the premiere last week, you know, mm-hmm. which is just a bad sign to me. It's just a bad sign. So I don't know what they're going to have to do to get me sucked back in. I feel like I go through this every year, but I've never not watched the premiere. So this is a new thing for me, but I mean, I really like Michelle. Like, I think she's really sweet. And- yeah. I mean, I wish the best for her. I just won't be watching. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't care. I can't, Sorry, I just Bachelor can't do Nation. it. Yeah. It's, it's just gone way too far at this point. So yeah. I mean, I know, it. I know I'll be watching, but I, I hope it gets better. Cause I, I don't know, like something, something's going on. I think just two seasons of the bachelorette in one year is enough for me. Like I really, one is good. One is good. Yeah. Then give me six months off. You know, I need a break from the bachelor typically, and they have not given us a break at all this year. It's been nonstop. And so I think probably that's, what's doing it. Cause I'm just craving other things right now. And so I've been like trying to find some new shows. And I, I mean, I've been really wrapped up though in the third season of you, which came out last week. 
And I just love this show. I mean, it's so ridiculous and so messed up and I know everybody's watching it right now. So I feel like I have to talk about it too, but freaking social media these days. Um, you know, cause I was rewatching season two before I watched season three and I got a huge spoiler broken to me, like on Instagram. Like I saw oh, you did pop up and I was like, no, oh. I'm halfway through the season and they haven't like, I haven't learned the spoiler that I like figured out. So I know it's going to be like one of the bigger reveals, like toward the end of the season. So I'm pissed, but that's just something that I hate about streaming stuff these days. It's like, yeah. if I don't watch it the day it comes out, something's going to get spoiled for me. So yeah, it's really, sucks. yeah, it's really hard to avoid that. I, I was telling you, I haven't really been watching much besides Bravo at this point. So mm-hmm. what else are you watching? Yeah. I just started made as well on Netflix, which I saw from a couple of people that they binged it in like two days and really liked it. And I watched the trailer. I'm like, it's such a drama. Like how are people binging this show? But I started it and it's really, really creative. And I found out it's based on a book. So, Hmm. and it's a limited series. So it's just 10 episodes and it's done, which sometimes I think are the best shows, like ones that just get it all into 10 episodes and then it's over. And it's just this really beautiful kind of start to finish. Uh, you feel like you've accomplished something yeah. after you've watched a limited series. So, well, yeah. I'm- and also they don't drag things out, you know, right. like, I feel like there's a lot of series now that sort of lose their way. And once they keep it going, like Riverdale. <laughs> Anyway, we're not talking about Riverdale today, but yeah, I I think that's cool. I'm definitely going to check it out because I, when I I hate this feeling more than anything in the world, but I've been sort of lost within just watching things on Bravo. Life has been really busy. Um, also watching the UK season of RuPaul and the Canada season of RuPaul, which is only on wow presents, (laughs) which is a drag network. I'm just obsessed with basically. So I went on to Hulu and Netflix last night and I was like, I have nothing to watch. I, the only other thing was good trouble and I'm not, I wasn't in the mood to watch it. Yeah. No, and I was like, I have nothing going on. And I hate, I hate that so much. That's why I started made. Cause I felt that like two nights ago, I was like Ugh, sitting in front of the TV, like what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like going through things and I'm like, are, is anything else back? And I missed it is selling sunsets, selling sunsets coming back at the end of November. I learned that last night. So I started going through things. I'm like, yes. what? where are the shows? Out. <laughs> yeah. Like where is everything? I still waited. We're still waiting on sweet Magnolia's season two from like three years ago. Like where uh, is everything? I just watched an old episode of, are you afraid of the dark the other night? And the girl who's the lead in Sweet Magnolias was in it. And it was so oh, really? weird. She was like 12 years old. I'm like, this is okay. trippy. Um, but I know, like, I've been waiting on uh, the last season of This Is Us, which typically comes mm-hmm. out every fall. Like, I always get pumped for that every fall. And this is the first year they haven't released a season in the fall because it's the last one. So they're just going to do it, I think, starting in January. And it's going to be like all the episodes from the last season back to back to back to back, like from week to week so that they don't have to take any breaks, which is really nice. You know, I know we we really don't like having to take breaks from things. So it's nice that it'll just be like every single week until the season ends, because I know it's going to be really emotional, but I also did rewatch cruel summer recently, which was a blast. 
And, you know, around Halloween, it's always really fun because it's kind of like, you know, a murder mystery thriller, you know, I really enjoyed rewatching it just knowing now what happens. So if you haven't watched Cruel Summer, what are you waiting for? Watch that. (laughs) Got it. Noted. Yeah, that's that's the other thing is that there's just a lot of seasonal stuff happening around here. Rob and I this is really our time to shine as a couple. (laughs) We really, we watch all of the baking shows and all of the Halloween wars, you know, pumpkin carving stuff. And also just like everything on free form. Rob is just like obsessed with the 31 nights of Halloween. So there's also a lot of that going on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't believe it's Halloween this weekend. I mean, I, you guys are going to be listening to this and it's going to be November, but I hope everyone had a really safe and fun Halloween. I know we have plans this weekend to set up like a witchy brew table, um, outside of our house. Cause we're actually going to get trick or treaters. So I'm really excited about that. Cause I get to for the first time in my life, live out my trick or treating fantasy. <laughs> so That's amazing. I am going to Broadway tomorrow for the first time in like three or three years maybe since everything closed down and that's right I forgot you're seeing Moulin yes Rouge. I'm seeing Moulin Rouge which it's so funny because it's Halloween weekend in the city and I was like God, should I dress up for Moulin Rouge like I feel like I should yes. do drag or something um I'm definitely gonna heavy hand the makeup just for funsies even though I have to I think we have to wear a mask inside oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, so it's kind of like useless, but we'll just throw some lashes on, do it up. But yeah, so more to come, I think in our next episode to report on that. Cause I haven't been in the city in a long time and I definitely haven't seen a musical since. Oh, God. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear all about it. Moulin Rouge is yeah. one of my absolute favorites. Same. So same. I hope it's good. <laughs> I think it will be. I, I can't wait. I think it'll just be amazing just to see a performance. Yeah, it's such a great story. So yeah. And again, thank you guys. You know, hopefully this information was really helpful for you. You know, this is such an important topic and until next time, if you like what you had to hear, always leave us a review or rating on Apple music, Apple podcasts, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Happy healing. Bye.